You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and it's time to start the music, etc., etc. The Muppets Mayhem, a new miniseries on Disney Plus that documents the past and the success of the touring band that has never released an album, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Now, why haven't they released an album in, what, 40, 50 years? I forgot the decades. Nora Singh wants to know, played by Lily Singh, and decides to take the Electric Mayhem under her wing and produce an album, their very first for the first time. Now, if you don't know the Electric Mayhem, of course, you got Dr. Teeth, uh, Floyd, is it Floyd, Sergeant Peppers, Zoot, uh, Janice, Animal, and Lips on the Trumpet. Now, with me to gush over the electric mayhem and whether or not another attempt at reviving the Muppets works, (laughs) with me today, someone who actually knows a lot about electric mayhem, because we just had a conversation about the band before we started, Ray is with us. Hello. And someone who I believe has been following the band even before they were born, Tessa is with us. For sure. And someone who tried out for the band, being a, a puppet and all, but just didn't have the pipes to lead vocals. Uh, Doggett is with us. It's Dr. Doggett, you dig? <laughs> now, with the Muppets, we have a lot of celebrity cameos, a lot of jokes on modern culture, a lot of jabs at the internet and how people react to music, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, the social medias. You know, a lot of the time this could seem very trite and, okay, ha, 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 society's dumb. But I don't think that show that this show is doing that. I think everything they do is very clever, and I'm going to bury the lead right now. I love this show, and this moved me in a way what? that I haven't been moved by Muppets since the original Muppet show. So uh, how did you all feel about this? I, I, Wait, you really love this? I love this show. Can you put that in writing? I've never heard you say you love anything before. Besides your children, obviously. <laughs> Well, I've actually never heard you say you love them, but I assume you do. This turned into therapy instead of a review. But let's let's talk about let's not talk about my problems with love of entertainment. Let's talk about why you guys love this show. <laughs> I mean, how do you all feel about this show? I do love this show. I I I do. I think that you're right. I think it's one of the most the most successful things they've done since the original Muppet show. Now they did revive the Muppet show again on Disney plus a, a few years ago. Twice. You know, yeah. But 
the latter one, the one just before this, there were some clever skits and things like that on it. I mean, every once in a while it hit on those cylinders, but other times, again, it, it missed. But it was more of a skit show than anything else. This, we have a complete story. It's not a variety show like the original. It's not a skit show like this one. It's, it's, and it's not a, I don't know, a takeoff on the office. Like one of them was at one point, but it is a full story all the way from beginning to end, you know, following this group, following these people. And we've got so many themes going on here. And the great thing about it is that one of the things that this show does that the Muppets have always been good at, and I think that they got back to it with this, is that you can watch it as a kid, and you can watch it as an adult, and you get it on a whole different level. Because just like a Bugs Bunny cartoon or anything, you know, there are jokes that are going to land with the kids. There are jokes that are going to land with the adults, and the kids are going to have no idea why they're laughing. And that's what's great about the Muppets. And here we are with that again for the first time in a long time, I think. Yeah, it's like it has so many little Easter eggs, like uh, when they when they had Tommy Lee, who famously gave Janice hepatitis C. Yep. Yep. <laughs> How, what kid is going to, you know, and and the whole, you know, let I don't want to give away too much, but we get a whole kind of a, a Beatles-Yoko parallel, you know, episode. And when you realize that the one character is actually even dressed like Yoko and does, you know, yeah. it just, it, it's funny, but the kids are never going to get that. <laughs> and the amp goes to 11 and a half, not just 11. It goes to 11 and a half. Now, I watched that 13 hour. That's a joke. I'm sure it's not quite 13 hours documentary on the Beatles. And oh my goodness, the little cryon text that they make before that episode about the deadline and why there's a deadline. I was in stitches. Mm -hmm. I had to rewind it. Mm -hmm. uh, Tessa, how do you like this show? Um, yeah, I also loved it. I, I feel like, as Ray said, it was firing uh, on all four cylinders. Um, I really appreciated some of like the deep cut, deep cut references to like various like Henson uh, properties and references, like their reference to River Bottom Nightmare Band. I knew exactly what they were talking about when they first yeah, yeah. mentioned, like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> band we played against in River Bottom. I was like, yes, Emmett <laughs> Otter's Drug Band Christmas. Um, that's my my shit right there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, deep cuts for Henson Heads and also for music aficionados as well. Um, I grew up with parents that listened to a lot of rock. My brother's a musician. I used to book shows in high school. Um, so I, a lot of these jokes, yeah, I, I got it and it was pretty, pretty funny. Um, they had amazing cameos too. And I loved their format of beginning with them always in the van and then end capping the episode with a cliffhanger. Well, I feel like, uh, uh you know, I'm a little, I'm most known for the site for being a little bit younger than some of my other podcast hosts is I try, I try not to mention it really. It's not a big deal. But um, being in that special age between a millennial and a Gen Zer, um, I don't have very much experience with the Muppets. I think I'm categorized as a Elmo baby. I, I think is the term. <laughs> so I uh, my experience with uh, with uh, Electric Mayhem is that uh, Robot Chicken documentary, where uh, you know they they got to needy gritty of like all the dark stuff behind the band. 
And but you know, seeing them get their act together and like get this Disney Plus show to uh, you know, Dr. Teeth. I thought Dr. Teeth died years ago, but seeing him healthy and clean is like it's a real inspiration for me, really. And uh in all seriousness, I really lo- <laughs> I fucking love this show so much. There was an episode that tricked me into having Futurama tears. <laughs> where it's like, you're not supposed to give me backstory that makes me care about these people. What? Now, there's a lot of backstory in this show that works. Could you elaborate? This is a relatively spoiler-free episode, but I think a lot of why people should watch this, you kind of have to spoil it a bit. So if you could be vague about which episode you mean, I'd appreciate it. Well, there's just like an an episode with basically Animal trying to find himself, and you, and they just give you little oh, facts about yeah. him that, that they like you've never heard before. I, or at least I assume you never heard before. I'm not, again, I don't know anything about Electric Mayhem besides this show and Robot Chicken. But hearing that, it's like, oh, that's that's nice. I wonder how they build on that. And they do build on it. And then you get like a little Fry's brother or Fry's dog little ending at, uh, towards the ending of the episode. And then they add a little bit more sprinkle of like kindness and nurturing that just like fucking makes this little dog puppet's heart grow half a size bigger. And I t- also, I got to point out, I feel like ever since the Dark Crystal... Uh, Jim Henson company, like, they're puppeteering. Like, it's always been great, but it's just top-notch all around. I I just, like, gawk sometimes. I could watch the show on mute. I, it, I, you shouldn't. It's funny. But I could just watch it on mute from just all the... Pu- oh, I fucking love puppets. I don't know, man. I, I love the show, too. And this is the best Muppet show you've probably seen in 20 years. Take that, Jason Siegel. <laughs> now do either do either you two have a favorite episode or any moments you want to discuss that pulled the heartstrings or just made you feel like rocking or got you interested in music what episodes did you love specifically well dog it hit on mine i mean that's specifically where animals trying to find himself i mean because we get an animal story not only do we get an animal story but everybody loves animal i mean he's great but he doesn't usually have a lot of depth because of the limited vocabulary and things like that. And of course, on the original Muppet show, he, he was a bit of a womanizer and, and, and things like that, you know, but all of a sudden animal gets a backstory. He gets a life. He gets, uh, you know, you see that there's actually a tra- trajectory to what he's been doing and his thought patterns. It is. It, it, and you find out too, that he can do more than people think he can. And he, it, it takes one guy, you know, I mean, it's weird. It takes an outsider who is just so desperate to believe in him, you know, because it's his job to find people jobs. And it's, so he just, he's going to get this guy and he's going to put him where he needs to be. And you find out that animal has, has a lot more to him than you thought. And, and then of course the whole family theme that goes with that and finding your family, even if it's not the family you were born with. But yeah, that's mine. I really, speaking of like getting backstory, this isn't my favorite episode, but just like, I really love how they fleshed out Janice because on the Muppet show, she just kind of always uh, agreed with everyone. She's her line was like, for sure, you know, like she didn't really add a whole lot of dialogue. So it's nice to see they fleshed out her character a lot with this. And she was honestly one of my favorite characters. I thought she was hilarious. Um, but my favorite episode has got to be the one where they go out to Joshua Tree and, um, 
things get a little uh, psychedelic and there's different animation styles with uh, various characters uh, experiences out there in Joshua Tree. Um, not to give anything away, but I really liked one that was like a stop animation sequence for Dr. Teeth. <laughs> yeah. And that's also done very beautifully. Like stop animation that is done well always gets me very happy. You know, yeah, I started the show season one. Ah, Nora's in over her head, but she wants to be successful at her job. And Electric Mayhem is her last chance at getting her own label one day. And I thought, yeah, okay, cool, cool setup. By the end of episode two, when Janice is leading Electric Mayhem and singing True Colors to Nora, I'm like, oh my God, am I crying? How is this happening to me? I haven't seen the Muppets this like in years, and they're moving me to tears. That's crazy. I used to sing that to my daughters when they were very, very, very little. Aww. And the context of why she was singing it was the same, you know? There is a theme of follow your dreams in this show that I usually roll my eyes at. But there's, like, no bullshit to it. And there's a lot of sacrifice to following your dreams. And there's a lot of dignity and integrity you have to question when you're following your dreams. And there's a lot of, when is my dream going to go away if I accomplish it? And this is in the Muppets. It's crazy. Uh, Dr. Teeth's backstory especially touches upon this. And do you want to see your kids successful or do you want to see them be happy? And if they're both, isn't that the best type of thing? That theme is touched on, and that's crazy. There's an actor in this, Anders Holm, named JJ, who used to date Nora. And he's kind of trying to inch back into dating Nora again. The way that story plays out is the most civil and adult conversation about past and future relationships that I've seen in a very long time. And again, I was shocked that it was in a Muppets show. What human characters did y'all like, and did any of them work for you, cameos included? Uh, what was the, her sister? It was always a treat. Her, her little Hannah. lying, her lying influencer yeah, that's sister. Yeah, Hannah, played by Sarah Chaudhry. Yeah, it's like everybody makes fun of influencers, and it, it doesn't always hit. Do. But every little joke they had of her, like using a toilet seat cover to, cup, to, to copy an airplane window, it's just like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, but, um, yeah, her. I pick her. Nobody else gets her now. <laughs> <laughs> dibs, dibs. <laughs> I know that's a tough question. Yeah, it is, it is a tough question because I, I hate to say it, you know, and it's always one of the things about acting with the Muppets. Mm-hmm. You so easily get overshadowed by the Muppets. <laughs> and it's so you look at it, you go, and even though they're very integral to this story, and, you know, it wouldn't have worked without them, uh, without these characters. You say that, and then I go, I almost go, oh, yeah, there were humans in this. And that's really that's really, not, really a bad thing to say. I don't want to say because they're not bad actors. There's nothing wrong with their performances. There's nothing wrong with the, their storylines. There's nothing wrong with – but you kind of forget, you know, because the Muppets yeah. overshadow everybody. But, you know, you're right. There are those conversations that the humans have about these very human things that, again – is that level that the adults are going to look at this show differently than the kids look at this show, even though you're sitting on the same couch watching it at the same time. Uh, 
Okay, my favorite human actor is going to be Kristen Schaal as uh, an assistant to uh, one of the characters later on. I just think she's hilarious. Her scene was short, but it was just goofy. Yeah, you know what it is? It's because all the humans have to be animated and like, I don't want to say two-dimensional, but it's because the Electric Mayhem band is so fucking chill. Like, you want to hang out with them. Like, whenever they meet other musicians, like, it's the human characters who have to, like, you know, be all geeky and, and like, hyperventilate about it. And the Mayhem crew are just like, hey, man. Hey, you good? Oh, that's cool, man. Let's hang out later. And that's just so endearing. Because, you know, usually it's like, you know, we, we live in the SpongeBob time where, like, any other any other show, these puppets would be shouting, getting into hijinks, destroying everybody's lives around them. But nah, they just want to chill and jam. And isn't that what life's all about? Nail on the head. That's what this show's all about as well. Let's carry that into our final thoughts. Uh, Tessa, would you start, please? Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I... I went into this not really knowing what to expect, you know, thinking, oh, are we going to get like a um, spinal tap kind of comedy? But this definitely had more depth than that. And they had, you know, several episodes to kind of build up these characters and, and tell this story over time. Um, I I don't know what else I would want from this. I mean, maybe... Maybe some songs, some other songs that weren't covers, maybe. But they had some decent ones that they did as well. So um, I know a lot of friends who have actually, like, bought the record that's coming out now for this, I believe. Um, so everybody's been pretty excited with that tie-in, which is kind of great. I, I would sit and watch this again. I would try and force my brother to watch it. My brother doesn't have Disney+, Plus and he doesn't really... Uh, watch a lot of contemporary Disney uh, products, but I think this one I might try and force him to watch because he looks exactly like Floyd. Um, and that is not an exaggeration. I have shared that photo on my Facebook many, 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 many times. Sorry, Dusty. Um, but yeah, I think he would really enjoy it. And I think that's probably probably some of the highest praise I could probably give it is my, my very uh, uh, keen-eyed brother who's apprehensive about Disney properties would probably watch this um i would give this 10 out of 10 meet the feebles references i wasn't expecting at all ray uh again i'm gonna gush over this like everybody else has and i think that this is the most henson muppet show we've had since we lost jim henson uh, it, it gets back to a lot of the roots. It gets back to the same feelings. It gets back to the, you know, let's make sure there are adult jokes as well as kid jokes. Uh, and, and the deep cut references both of both for the Muppets and for other pop culture things and, and music things and all of that. And again, it does it all while also telling a compelling story and tugging at the heartstrings a lot of times. We have that theme again about finding your family, even if you're not, you know, somebody you're not related to, that family is not necessarily the people you were born with. And that message resonates so much, uh, you know, not just with adults, but I think with kids and because kids nowadays know so many families 
that are different from their family. You know, even if it's, even if it's someone that's been adopted into, actually adopted into a family or somebody who maybe doesn't have um, their parents because they've died and they're being raised by their grandparents or whatever. It, they know so many different families that they didn't know before. And here's another one. Here's this family showing you what it is to be a family, even though they're not all related. And I just, you're right. I just dig that. And, and, and I dig the fact that, that Disney did it and put it out there. And we were all a little bit scared of it. You know, those of us who are Muppet fans, not knowing what to expect, not knowing which Muppets we were going to get out of this. And I, I got, God, you know, I got to give this nine and a half uh, out of 10 cute little fluffy bunnies. <laughs> All right, dog it. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you want me to tell you, Brad? That I love this show? That I want the record for this show? Yes. That that I want the plushies for this show? I want a, I want a baby animal plushie? I want the cage with it too. Oh yeah. You want me to tell you all that, Brad? Because I'll tell you all that if you want to hear all of that. But we have a review to do, so I'll get back to that right now. Um, I um, I was caught off guard by this. I uh, I didn't even watch any trailers for this. I just signed up for the review because I like puppets. That's genuinely the only reason I signed up for it, and I loved it so much more than I would have thought I would have. I would love to show this to all my younger nieces and nephews. Um, I will look forward to taking some mushrooms and watching it again. You know, it's... Um, Give me marshmallows. No, m- mushrooms. Mushrooms. Um, and... <laughs> I don't know. I just... It, it, it leaves you feeling good. And that's a great feeling a show should leave you with. Like... You guys don't understand how hard Ted Lasso has been trying for Brad, but Brad just watches that show like this isn't how you play football. <laughs> but he he can watch these puppets play guitars where their fingers don't actually touch the strings, and he's like, "Anna, you go, girl." <laughs> but yeah, I I love the show. Everybody should watch this. I'm gonna give this. Ugh. Nine out of ten backstories. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, as I said way early on, I love the show too. I'm uh, supposedly, 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 I don't know how to say that word, <laughs> allegedly a cynic who is very skeptic <laughs> and thinks that humankind shouldn't be treated badly because it already is bad. Nah, you're just a fucking monster. <laughs> I think Evangelion is a pick-me-up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> not, not really. That, that was a joke. <clears throat> Edge Lord Bradley Martin. No. (laughs) (laughs) He needs it to finish. Sorry. This show stamped out my cynicism so well and so thoroughly that even me, I was like, what? Why did I ever dislike Kevin Smith? Did I? I don't think I did. (laughs) And it's just wonderful. There's so many beautiful things in this. And it's, it's for adults. It's for kids. The life lessons aren't too heavy. They're as heavy as you want them to be. 
I really liked Floyd the best through all of this, probably because I related to him the most since he's got so much going on. But Janice, a huge standout. I thought she was just going to be a stereotype. You know, like, oh, let's be hippies and cleansing. But her <laughs> jokes when she talks about cleansing and, you know, uh, gets into other people's business to help them. I was like, damn, th- this is some this is some wisdom she's dropping right now. I'm loving it. And Floyd as well. Dr. Teeth being vulnerable was like how people are vulnerable and that also got to me like man it's not easy to say how you feel and musicians this leader of the band musician is expressing that trouble and that that's all kinds of beautiful right there i think you should all watch this it wasn't perfect for me 10 episodes might have been a bit too long but i wouldn't know what to ask so i'm going to give this nine out of ten also Accidental cult leadership. You know, what? why are there so many songs about soup? <laughs> Even the Hamburger Helper has a album drop. What? 